Welcome to your favorite F word podcast, where we dive deep into conversations around food, fitness, feelings, with the occasional fuck thrown in. We're your hosts, Sarah and Nicola, owners of Paradigm Nutrition and Performance, nutrition coaches, besties, and most importantly, humans. This show is for coaches, self-growth-oriented folks, active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. Welcome to our podcast. Today we are talking about blah, 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 blah. Okay, ready? Yeah. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Your Favorite F Word. Today, we are talking about blah, 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 blah. It took us forever to decide what to talk about, so it's a mishmash of things. Welcome to our mishmash episode, aka common client themes that we are seeing right now. Yeah, things that are going on with many and many of our clients at this time of year um and all that what time of year is it it's march spring time aries season yay i feel so much better after this weekend (sighs) anyways common client themes okay there's four wait Uh, because pisces season is done that's why you feel better well yeah and the spring equinox and it just like it just didn't it feel just like a new energy no maybe it's because it was sunny here i don't Maybe. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. The four themes that we're going to be talking about today <laughs> are. Now I'm in my head that I'm not attuned <laughs> to things. I am a full moon bleeder though. So that happened. Yeah. I feel like my witchiest, like werewolfy self. when I'm like bleeding on the full moon. This explains the last podcast episode that we just did. <laughs> 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 but yes. Um, I feel like we always get I feel like sometimes our cycles are synced and sometimes they're not. Like, I think they're just way different lengths. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally what happens when there's two different cycles that are two different lengths. Yeah. Sometimes they'll sync. I know, but I just didn't realize they were that different length, you know? Anyways, how long is yours? Focus. Wait, last question. How long is yours? Like 26, 27 days. Oh, she's short. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so now that we know how long Sarah's cycle is, (laughs) let's dive into it, shall we? Okay. So, four common themes we're seeing right now or conversations that are coming up with our clients. One and two kind of go together Um, navigating weekend eating and navigating like eating out, restaurant eating, Mm -hmm. Um, a hyper focus on the scale, and then cutting for summer, going into a diet phase, thinking about bikini season. So those are the four things we're going to touch on today. Some, 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 some considerations for those topics. Considerations. If you are, and we're generally talking to like the clients today, we're not necessarily talking on the coaching side. Maybe we'll sprinkle some in there, but mostly for the clients. Yeah. So I think it's probably safe to say if our clients are dealing with this stuff, many of you are dealing with this stuff or at least have come across it in your days and years. So navigating weekends, this one is tricky. 
and simple all at the same time. <laughs> and what I mean by mostly that like is- life, <laughs> tricky and simple. Shut up, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> so still salty over here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what we generally see is if someone is going about making changes to their nutrition, most people will start with their Monday to Friday. Again, for most people, this is where we have like our busy work week. If there's kids, they're going to school. We've got a lot going on. And so starting by prepping for the week, so you have less to think about, you're more prepared, you're more on top of it, is a really great way to start. And again, that's five out of seven days you're covering. That's a good chunk of your week. Mm -hmm. But then the weekends come and routine is different, prep is different, or completely missing. Mm -hmm. Um, We have social events. We want to relax. We want those days generally to look completely different from Monday to Friday and thereby our nutrition ends up looking completely different. Mm -hmm. And while maybe this is okay in some senses, maybe this works for you when we are trying to make big changes. Again, maybe we're referring to like weight loss, strength, or performance goals, body composition, things like that the two days of the week that your nutrition goes to shit, those two days still matter a lot. And depending on what happens in those two days, you could throw off the quote unquote progress you're making Monday to Friday on the weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can throw yourself out of a calorie deficit. You can, um, you know, it can affect your performance for days on ends, especially if there's things like alcohol involved and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, It's not that we need to be, you know, so, so necessarily strict. Some goals Mm -hmm. are going to require that amount of effort for sure, but it's okay. Where can we find some middle ground there and still enjoy our weekend and enjoy the things that the weekend brings without having that completely, um, I don't like using the word derail or go off track, but without having that completely affect our progress, Mm -hmm. you know? I so, will often ter- use the term eating like an asshole. Yeah. And I, I use that with the most love as possible because Brandon and I have been known to do that. And then mm-hmm. come Sunday night, we're like, oh dear God, yeah. we must yeah. check ourselves. Well, and it's not even in those situations. Sometimes it's not even about how that's affecting like your body composition goals, mm-hmm. but it's how you feel physically as well. Absolutely. Right? When your so, digestion is terrible and you're yeah. so tired, yeah, it's like, oh, was all that worth it? Sometimes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, but in the absolutely. grand scheme of things, just having a few little things that you're doing for yourself to keep mm-hmm. things feeling a little more consistent can be really supportive. Yeah, a few checks and balances. Exactly. Uh-huh. Okay, so what are some of those? One of the first conversations I like to have here with the clients is like, how much freedom do you want on the weekends? And what does that look like? What does that mean for your Monday to Friday? What does that mean for getting ready for the weekends, et cetera? So once we've kind of like mapped out like what they actually need on the weekend, some people want a lot of space and un- like time to unwind, time to chill. And so they don't want to make plans, which is great. But what we see then is that, okay, we generally sleep in eating times shift, cravings shift, maybe we're staying up later. It's like our sleep schedule is thrown off. Eating windows are way different. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we're not prepping enough going into the week. So I have clients who are like, well, I have nothing in the fridge. So I'm kind of just like piecing things together as I go. Um, on the flip side, we have clients who are like super social on the weekend and want to go out either for drinks, for dinner, have people over. 
um, go on adventures and all of that is great but what's usually lacking is the planning or like routine piece around that it's like too much freedom that they don't know what to do with and they feel kind of stuck with all that extra time and space Mm -hmm. so in both those situations often a little planning goes a long way and Mm -hmm. so what that might look like for some of my clients I'll say hey can we maybe plan breakfast and lunch and have dinner a little bit more open Mm -hmm. right Um, whether that looks like pre-planning it in my fitness pal often if we can do a midweek prep or a Thursday night prep and have some food in the fridge a protein source cooked maybe like some quick carbohydrates, either prepped or something quick, like microwavable rice or pasta that you just have to throw in or, you know, bread or wraps or those types of things on hand. So that making an actual meal doesn't take a super long time. Um, so having that midweek prepper grocery shop and then pre-planning a few of your meals throughout the weekend, but still allowing some flexibility and some other meals that can make a world of difference. Mm-hmm. Definitely. If you're going from eating out like three times in a day to just like one meal out, that's huge. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really like the idea of doing like a midweek prep because so often we do like this beautiful job of prepping our food for the week. Maybe we're doing full meal prep or we're doing like bulk prep and it's all gone come Friday night and then Mm -hmm. we're scrambling on Mm -hmm. the weekend. Um, So doing something on like Thursday night might be awesome. I have another thought with that. (laughs) She has ideas. Um, Another thing is if you are doing that big prep on the Sunday for the week, you could cook extra and you can actually throw it in your freezer Yeah. and then take it out of the freezer come the weekend. Um, So then you're not having to do a separate prep, but you have that food cooked and available for you. That's Mm -hmm. another one that we kind of often forget about. I just had that chat with a client today and she was like, oh yeah, the freezer. Right. Um, So freezer meals and also... Crockpot meals can be really helpful on the weekend, really too. like helpful. Friday night, throw some shit in there. And then sat come Saturday morning, you've got a few meals for yourself. And if you have a partner or roommates or whatever, um, that can be amazing too, because then again, it's less time. It gives you more time to do those things you actually want to do on the weekend, because most of us don't want to be cooking all weekend. Um, so that can be a really great way too. Yep. Love that. Um, and when we're talking about like flexibility, I hear too, that people want more flexibility with their food on the weekends. And if we're talking about going out to eat, we'll kind of save that conversation for our next point. But when it comes to just like wanting not to eat the same thing you were eating Monday to Friday, I fully feel that. So I will generally prep things that I know I can change up in a really fun way on the weekend, Uh specifically, like I'll do a slow cooker pulled pork eat it in like with bowls of like rice and veggies and stuff throughout the week, but I'll make pizza with it on Friday night. Mm -hmm. And that to me feels like a lot of variety. I look forward to the pizza. I have full control over how I make it because I'm doing it myself. And it's like a nice, like, I don't know why it just feels like the weekend because Mm -hmm. I get to eat differently, but I'm also still like fully hitting my macros with it. And it tastes 20 out of 10. It's good. Yeah. I made a pizza in the air fryer last night. It was fucking amazing. That's what I hear. Ours. It was so good. I just bought like pitas for the crust. Yeah. And I had like some prosciutto and chicken and cheese. And then I put balsamic on it after it was so good. 
Um, so that's fun. With that too, I had another thought and then we should probably move on because this is supposed to be a short episode and we're already (laughs) going off. Um, but with that, I, it's also important to have variety throughout the week and eat foods that you actually enjoy throughout the week. Because Mm -hmm. I think that that's another issue is if we are restricting ourselves or if we're eating super boring, super bland foods throughout the week, the weekend comes and it's like, give me all the takeout, you know? Um, because we've like dreaded our food the entire week. So having some variety there and making sure that you're cooking food throughout the week that you actually enjoy is a big piece of that too. For sure. Yeah. So a couple little things to think about there. What's the Mm -hmm. next one? This one kind of goes with this is the restaurant eating. Yeah. Okay. So we definitely see more of this on weekends, Mm -hmm. but just tackling it as its own kind of event is important. So where do we want to start with this? Well, I would say the biggest thing to kind of think about is how we have an episode on predefining success and navigating social situations. So you, we dive a little bit deeper into this and that, but really just thinking about like, how common is this? What is the, like, what is the event? You know, is it a date night? Is it someone's birthday? Is it dinner with a friend that I haven't seen in a year? Right what is the occasion and what's the frequency of that occasion. And then trying to figure out what type of, um, quote unquote effort or, you know, flexibility versus, um, structure do we want to have. Right. Um, and that, that is totally up to us to decide as humans, um, not us as coaches, but you as the human get to decide that for yourself the biggest thing is just making sure that the effort is aligned with your expectations. So if we are going out to a restaurant multiple times a week, we're always ordering the thing that like for sure doesn't fit anywhere close to like what our typical day looks like or what we know is supportive of our goals. We need to adjust our expectations accordingly. Um, But if we are wanting that flexibility and we can adjust our expectations to maybe slower progress Um, or understand how that's going to affect us, then that's totally fine. Yeah. And I mean, like, depending on where we're going to eat, um, but this is common with most restaurants, they want to make their food fucking delicious. Mm -hmm. And so they add lots of delicious fats and butters and oils and salt. And so generally our digestion will feel quite a bit different after eating out. Mm -hmm. So that's something to keep in mind. Like, is it worth it to maybe see some changes to your digestion? But also like, what are you able to account for when you are tracking or fitting that into your day? If we're tracking, noting that, yeah, you're going out. And even if you can find the nutrition information online, it's not very accurate because they're not going through like the weighing and measuring process. Again, they're using tons of like oils and butters. And so recognizing that even if you're doing your best to be diligent in tracking, it's still not going to be very accurate. Mm -hmm. Again more relevant or less relevant, depending on your goals. Mm -hmm. Right. So just setting that expectation. Um, but I would argue that tracking in some capacity is generally going to be supportive for most of us in most of those situations. Um, whether it is looking up the nutrition info, if that's available, you know, and even looking up the nutrition info and using that to make your decision of what to eat, whether or not it fits your macros can be supportive. Right. Um, choosing something generally higher in protein, you know, um, that's got some fiber and vegetables in it 
that's always what we would recommend for most situations. Um, what are some other things we can consider there? Okay, well, let's use my preferred meal out burger and fries as an right. example. So say I'm going out Saturday night, I know already what I'm going to have because we've decided where we're going to go. Maybe I've looked at a menu. Maybe I just know that's what I'm fucking having. Yeah. So for that day, what you could do is plug in. If again, if you're tracking your food in any capacity, you could plug in that meal to the best of your abilities first thing in the day. So it's already in there. The macros are already accounted for. And then leading up to the dinner, remembering that we do not want to starve ourselves just to make room for something. So we still want to be eating a solid breakfast, a solid lunch, having snacks as needed, but focusing on what we know we're not going to get in that meal. So if I go up for a burger and fries, I'm not getting a whole lot of veggies. I'm not getting a whole lot of fiber. So I'm going to prioritize veggies and higher fiber choices of carbs for each meal. I'm going to focus on lean proteins and probably minimize my fats or at least be mindful of the fats I am including in those meals. Mm-hmm. Again, not because I need to make up for the larger meal, but just because I want to accommodate it accommodate it. And if you're in a calorie deficit, you might want to be more mindful of sticking around that calorie allotment. Um, but if you're in a maintenance or a bulking phase, that might matter a little bit less. Mm -hmm. With that too, it's important that in, in doing that, we're not going into the meal starving, right? So we're still, we're choosing high quality foods. We're choosing those lean proteins, lots of fiber vegetables, but we're not starving ourselves all day. And then going into this meal, so hungry where now we had the burger and fries, but then we also had an appetizer and we also got dessert after. And we, you know, because we were so hungry, we weren't as aware of those decisions that are going to be more aligned with us. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you kind of did things that weren't planned. Yeah. Yeah. So considering your day ahead of time, looking up nutrition info, the other, um, kind of situation that I like to use with my clients often, again, depending on what their goals are is something called a social profile, which is what Mm -hmm. I learned from my coach, Maggie, which is basically my clients each have their own individual social profile, which is a predetermined amount of carbohydrate, fat, and protein that if they are going out and they do not want to track, Um, or tracking isn't feeling aligned with them, um, they can plug in their social profile and plan the rest of the day around it. So obviously that social profile isn't super accurate, but it is at least accounting for some of the carbs, fats, and proteins that they're going to be consuming in that meal. And then it allows them to still track the rest of their day around it and to have that consistency, which often prevents them from falling into an all or nothing mentality and saying, fuck it for the rest of the weekend. Cause they've, yeah, they've still trapped. They've still, yeah, exactly. So that can be supportive in those situations too, especially if you're someone who tends to fall into that, like all or nothing or like, fuck it mindset. Mm-hmm, yeah, for sure. Um, a few last like little tips for when you are at the restaurant, when your plate comes, just having a a look at it and recognizing if you can, what are the portion sizes? And is that kind of reflective of what you would naturally have at home? Mm-hmm. If it's a lot larger, you might automatically kind of separate out food that you're going to save um, versus yeah, you what don't you're have to eat. eat at all. You don't have to. Yeah, you can. Absolutely. Yeah. You can. 
Um, but being mindful that often the portions in places are not reflective of what we would eat at home. So just being mindful of that mm-hmm. and then practicing mindful eating and really checking in with like how much you're enjoying it, pausing to really like enjoy each bite and paying attention to your hunger cues. Like when are you feeling satiated versus like getting to a point where you're really full and doing your best to kind of monitor that as you're going about it. For sure. Um, And then the other thing I would just mention is just like being mindful of your alcohol intake as well. Um, Because I know, especially for myself, even if I have one glass of wine, my ability to be mindful and check in with that Mm -hmm. goes out the window. Um, So just considering that again, it's not saying don't drink alcohol or anything like that, but we do want to be aware of how that affects us. Definitely. And if you feel like tracking your alcohol too, that would be a good practice, even just to create some awareness around the macros and calories coming from alcohol as well. Absolutely. Um, I think we should pause here because we wanted this to be a little bit shorter episode. So why don't we wrap this one up and then we'll record another one. That is those last two trends. Yeah. Because those two kind of go together. Faux show. Okay. do we have a fuck yes and fuck no? Um, burger and fries. Burger yes. and fries, yeah. <laughs> and air fried pizza. So good. Delicious. Fuck Eating yes. boring food all fuck week. No. Fuck yeah. no. Yeah, fuck no. You just posted a really good looking recipe on your story the other day. That Ooh, like Thai. I'm obsessed with yeah. it. A Thai cucumber salad and a Thai like ground I used turkey but it's supposed to be ground chicken mm-hmm. also made a spring roll in a bowl yeah yum Fucking egg roll in a bowl oh egg roll in a bowl yeah I will say if you are new to tracking macros would not recommend finding highly elaborate recipes because mm-hmm. it's, it's difficult to track it's yeah difficult to track but yeah boy oh boy yeah delicious is that was that online can we link it in the notes we could link it. Yeah. Okay. You can send it to me. I'll link it in there. Okay. Um, will do. Yeah. Cool. Okay. okay. Well, we'll wrap that up today. Next episode, you can look forward to us talking about um, why not to focus on the scale and some considerations for cutting, cutting, losing weight, changing your body for summer, prepping okay. for a diet phase. If that's something that you're interested in. Cool. Sounds great. Cuckoo choo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll catch you on the flippity flip. Bye.